Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're back in the book of Nehemiah today. We are uh, looking at all the stuff that went into building and rebuilding the uh, the walls of the city. And, you know, God put it on his heart to, to return back from Babylon. Um, and he's been there. And we see the kind of guy he is. He left, a, you know, um, a good position in Babylon um he was a a cupbearer for the king he was in the king's court and everything but um he stood up he told the king he needed to come back that could have lost him favor with the king that could have maybe got him killed but god was with him and he comes back and what do you think happens people laugh at him they ridicule and then they even consider turning into violence because who does he think he is this guy coming back trying to rebuild these city walls i mean you know the people there a lot of these officials were installed by the babylonians you know these people there didn't believe that he had a order from the king to come and rebuild and of course again it kind of goes against them too doesn't it if if we're in charge And this city wall is going back up again. That sort of minimizes their authority. Hey, wait a minute. We're supposed to be in charge. Why are you building a wall? Are you going to defend yourself? Are you going to, you know, um, defy our authority? It's the same old thing, isn't it? Men get jealous when other men give God the glory and give God the authority. It goes against the human nature, doesn't it? Men get jealous of God's authority. So they start off by mocking and laughing and ridicule. When that didn't deter the rebuilding of the walls, they turned more to violence or threat of violence. And that didn't deter them because they were rebuilding the wall with a trowel in one hand and a weapon in the other. And when that didn't happen, we start seeing opposition from within. We start seeing 
exploitation of the people from their own people. And so Nehemiah has to take measures to stop the people inside from exploiting the weak. Because all these people had mortgaged all their stuff to raise money so that they could, um, you know, rebuild the city walls. The people were doing the work. But then the people found themselves without food and exploited, working like slaves for free. Nehemiah is trying to stop it. So let's jump in. Chapter 5, verse 1. Now there arose a great outcry from the people and of their wives against their Jewish brothers. It's sad when brothers are extorting brothers, isn't it? Verse 2. For there were those who said, With our sons and our daughters, we are many. So let us get grain. We need food that we may eat and keep alive. And there were also those who said, We're mortgaging our fields and our vineyards and our houses to get grain, to get food because of the famine. And there were those who said, Hey, look, we've borrowed money for the king's tax on our fields and our vineyards. In other words, they were charging him taxes on their own property while they were trying to rebuild the walls. Now our flesh is as the flesh of our brothers. Our children are as their children. In other words, there's no difference between these pagans and us because we're not any different. We're losing our holiness. We're losing our nature. If we're just treating one another as they're treating us, yet we are forcing our sons and our daughters to be slaves. And some of our daughters already have been enslaved. But it is not in our power to help it. For other men have our fields and our vineyards. In other words, money concerns. We've mortgaged our own future for this cause, but yet now we have nothing left. We can't even buy food. Now, verse 6. This is Nehemiah talking now. I was very angry when I heard their outcry in these words. Nehemiah all this time has been worrying about building the wall. And now he's got, he's hearing that people are being exploited to build the wall. Made him angry. McGee says, it's okay to be angry in righteousness. You don't, God doesn't want an angry person. He wants a joyful person. But if something's going against, we're exploiting our brothers. We're, we're destroying the righteousness of God. There's nothing more wrong with being angry about it. And McGee says at the time is when people are just looking the other way and being passives crit in their faith is wrong. You got to stand up. I was very angry when I heard their outcry in these words. Verse 7, I took counsel with myself. In other words, he did some soul searching. He thought about what he's got to do himself. He's not asking people what to do. And I brought charges against the nobles and the officials. And I said to them, you are extracting interest, each from his brother. And I held a great assembly against them. He called them out, didn't he? And I said to them, as far as we are able, we have brought back our Jewish brothers who have been sold into the nations. But you even sell your brothers 
that they may be sold to us. You're reselling them. They were silent and couldn't find a word to say. So I said, the thing that you are doing is not good. Ought you not to walk in the fear of our God to prevent the taunts of the nations and our enemies? Verse 10, Moreover, I and my brothers and my servants are lending them money and grain. Let us abandon this extracting of interest. Return to them this very day their fields, their vineyards, their olive orchards, and their houses, and the percentage of money and grain and wine and oil that you have been extracting from them. In other words, you give it back. Then they said, we will restore these and require nothing from them. We will do as you say. What did Nehemiah say? He made him sign on the dotted line. That's what he did. And I called the priests and made them swear to do as they had promised. And I also shook out the fold of my garment and said, So may the God shake out every man from his house and from his labor who does not keep this promise. So may he be shaken out and emptied. And all the assembly said, Amen, and praised the Lord. And the people did as they had promised. So can you imagine Nehemiah just shaking his garment? Maybe there was some dust or crumbs or something on there. He just kind of shakes it off. He says, this is what you're going to look like if you don't do what you just promised. And everybody said amen to that. Nehemiah was right on, wasn't he? Verse 14, Moreover, from the time that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the 20th year to the 32nd year of Artaxerxes the king, 12 years, neither I nor my brothers ate the food allowance of the governor. The former governors who were before me laid heavy burdens on the people and took from them their daily ration, forty shekels of silver. Even the servants lorded over lorded it over the people, but I did not do so. Because of the fear of God, I also persevered in the work on this wall, and we acquired no land, and all my servants were gathered there for the work. Moreover, there were at my table one hundred fifty men, Jews officials besides those who came from us the nations that were around us. Now what was prepared at my expense for each day was one ox and six choice, sheep and birds, and every ten days all kinds of wine in abundance. Yet for all this I did not demand the food allowance of the governor because the service was too heavy on this people. Remember my good, O God, all that I have done for this people. He's sort of praying, isn't he? He's asking God to remember the good that he does. And he can say he's opening up his conscience. I have done the best I know how to do in his post, in his official post. He wasn't using his position for any kind of gain at all. That's what my study Bible says for verse 16. Remember, Nehemiah's prayers 
for God to remember, asking God to remember Nehemiah and his deeds and to remember his opponents. These prayers, according to my study Bible, reflect the awareness that a merely human judgment might not achieve full justice. Nehemiah's deeds demonstrate his sincere faith, while the schemes of his opponents demonstrate their opposition to the well-being of God's people. That's where we're going to stop today. Pretty strong and powerful chapter, wouldn't you say? The priests didn't really help. They were extorting the people. We need to build one another up. And we see a rare look. into a great man of God praying, asking God to remember the good that he does. Praise God that we have a God that remembers our good and forgets our sin. We're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say on this uh, today. And as always... Keep your heart centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. We'll see you next time tomorrow as we continue our study through the book of Nehemiah. And we'll check in now with Matali as she takes us with her study on this great study as well. And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from Nehemiah chapter 5, beginning at verse 1 all the way through to verse 19. So this fifth chapter, we continue on the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem with Nehemiah, and he met opposition in many forms, as we saw in our last study, and that began with first laughing at them and then ridiculing them, And then there was open opposition um, towards them so that Nehemiah had to put as it were a a trowel in one hand for those that worked and a sword in the other hand. Um, So one hand a trowel, one hand a sword. You know, and this is how we ought to be today. We ought to work... um, you know, in service, uh, in faith for God. And we ought to have a sword in one hand and a trowel in another hand. And, um, you know, those that worked didn't even take, you know, they didn't even take their clothes off um, unless their clothes had to be washed. So they wore those clothes for days and they actually would go to sleep in those clothes until, you know, those clothes were like dirty and they needed to be washed. Now we'll see opposition coming from within. And actually, this is where the devil, um, you know, causes a lot of damage, even in our lives. You know, it starts with discouragement and all, you know, the opposition comes within ourselves where we start believing that we can actually do certain things. Uh, we can do something for God. Um, the opposition, the the... The discouragement comes from within. So when Satan couldn't destroy the church by persecution, 
the next thing he did was to actually just join it and that's what's happened in our lives today you know you're not going to find the devil roaming around in like um you know the nightclubs in the middle of a dance floor dancing away no it's in the church to actually bring down the church so he joined the church and this is where you find um a lot of strife and a lot of gossip and you know, just a lot of um you know, a lot of wrong things happening in the church today and this destroys the cause of Christ. So now here we move inside and he's already caused discouragement to the people and now he goes a step farther and there is conflict inside and trouble within. So scripture reads, verse 1, and I'll read uh, verse 1 through to 4, and there was a great outcry of the people and their wives against their Jewish brethren. For there were those who said, we are sons and our daughters are many therefore let us get grain that we may eat and live <clears throat> verse 3 there were also some who said we have mortgaged our lands and vineyards and houses that we might buy grain because of the famine verse 4 there were also those who said we have borrowed money for the king's tax on our lands and vineyards so human nature doesn't really change even uh though today we are living in you know this age electronic tech mechanical um uh, solar age but human nature still is the same the problems are still the same as you know these gadgets that we have you know they actually don't solve the problems they just actually multiply them because now we want things done faster you know we have lost that sense of you know socializing and just humanism and <clears throat> the problems just get difficult to solve so the people here are busy building the walls and haven't had you know an opportunity <clears throat> to conduct their own business and they have had to actually buy corn and in doing so they have had to actually mortgage their property and some had to mortgage it to pay the taxes so taxes in that day were actually high so these people were borrowing money from uh, their own brethren verse 5 goes on to read yet now our flesh is as the flesh of our brethren our children as their children and indeed we are forcing our sons and daughters to be slaves and some of our daughters have been brought into slavery it is not in our power to redeem them for other men have our lands and vineyards so all this time you know there was this problem that was arising uh, and up to this time nehemiah didn't know it so these people wanted to build the walls of jerusalem they were doing it for god and they quietly mortgaged their property to their brethren that were in the money laundering business and you know the enemies outside were not able to actually hurt them but there must be love on the inside and this is something that um, that came into the early church you know ananias and sapphira it had to do with money so the cause of christ is actually hurt from the inside even in any organization the hurt actually comes from the inside in families and all the hurt comes from the inside so this is the thing that nehemiah has to deal with the thing that's causing them trouble that's coming from the inside and if we turn to the book of philippians that's philippians 1 verse 27 and 28 
it reads um, only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of christ so that whether i come and see you or i'm absent i may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel verse 28 and not in any way terrified by your adversaries with which is to them a proof of perdition but to you of salvation and that from god so paul is saying here to the philippians let harmony be inside be honest in your dealings don't give in false reports and try to belittle a brother and make him look bad one should tell the truth and the truth will produce harmony so let's harmonize on the inside um show love and you know only if we show love and concern towards our brother this will actually produce harmony tell the truth always so this situation here is not producing love and harmony at all so these are practical things that the word of god actually deals with and if we turn to the book of james it's james three sixteen. it reads for where envy and self-seeking exists confusion and every evil thing are there so this is what happened between ananias and sapphira there was there was greed and envy so they lied about um they lied about it they lied about the money and actually brought confusion and now in this case these brethren borrowed money and they use they had to actually sell their sons and daughters into slavery and it would be for a period of time but obviously long enough to actually wreck their lives and then they actually charged them interest exorbitant interest obviously and you know this is legitimate interest and not excessive interest but this interest though legitimate for our times god had said rather for their times yeah god had actually said do not charge interest uh to their brethren because it was law god had uh, had had um had told them not to charge interest if they lend their brethren money um so up to this point nehemiah kept his cool you know despite all the opposition they were facing from the outside nehemiah was very cool about it until this point so these guys were mortgaging their lands and borrowing money and they were being charged interest by other by their own brethren they were sending their daughters and sons into slavery so verse 6 goes on to read and i became very angry when i heard their outcry and these words verse 7 after serious thought i rebuked the nobles and rulers and said to them each of you is exacting usury from his brother so i called a great assembly against them verse 8 and i said to them according to our ability we have redeemed our jewish brethren who were sold to the nations now indeed will you even sell your brethren or should you be sold to us then they were silenced and found nothing to say so nehemiah right before the group exposes them and this is how it actually should be done uh this type of thing happens in churches and it should be exposed 
it should be warned if they are dishonest people because this is what you know hurts the cause of christ in churches people don't say anything you know um you find people are stealing in the money pots and people are just doing things that are not right and it's actually silenced and pushed under the rug so people should be brought out in the open they are dishonest deeds you know as examples so that's you know it shouldn't hurt the cause of christ so paul's saying be angry and sin not so if it's not for your own personal welfare be angry about it but if you are angry because it's god's program glory and name is being if god's program glory and name is being heard then you can be angry and sin not so nehemiah speaks up um he's not being quiet about it he's stirred up to um you know a righteous anger and we should be stirred up to a righteous anger if it involves God's glory and God's program. So we should learn to be angry, stirred up in righteous anger because it hurts the cause of Christ if people are doing dishonest things. So we should be stirred up to a righteous anger when the cause is right. Conviction and courage on that which is right is needed in the church today. And we have a lot of preachers who are not that courageous in the church. A lot of people who are not that courageous and who won't stand up for Christ. And Nehemiah, he was a good, he had a good character. He was a layman with a good character. So when Nehemiah brought this out in the open, nobody was able to answer him. They had to keep quiet, uh, you know, while he was there. Verse 9 goes on to read, Then I said, What you are doing is not good. Should you not walk in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the nations, our enemies? So in the world today, Christ is a reproach. But is he a reproach because of the conduct of the church and because of the conduct of the believers or because of our conduct? So Nehemiah is saying that these folk were causing the enemy to blaspheme because of this so the enemy was blaspheming against god because they were seeing what god's children were doing <clears throat> verse 10 goes on to read i also with my brethren and my servant am le- lending the money and grain please let us stop this usury so today we find this is the real test and was also the test in nehemiah's time lots of people today have put money ahead of god yeah, they've put, like, they, they, they literally worship money. They don't even consider God. Money comes first. And that's what these people were doing. Money was coming first. This is why they were lending out money and charging interest and they were mortgaging. Um, they, you know, they, they, they got, they were mortgaging their land um, to others and they are unable to pay back. So in the end, you know, they put their uh sons and daughters into slavery which was just wrong because these people put some people put money before god verse 11 goes on to read restore now to to them even this day their lands their vineyards their olive groves and their houses also a hundred a hundredth of the money and the grain and new wine and the oil that you have charged them so he's saying that they couldn't they won't collect any more payments from them it was just greed and it was sad because the the other people were actually working and you know they they were not um 
working towards you know their own business to make money and all and then you have other people who are actually not doing god's work and taking advantage of them which was just quite sad verse 12 goes on to read so they said we will restore it and will require nothing from them we will do as you say then i called the priests and required an oath from them and they would do according to this promise Nehemiah is saying that he doesn't believe them they may say it's you know it's just word service lip service he doesn't believe them so he calls the priests to actually take an oath from them so we ought to actually believe a christian brethren today but it's hard in our lives today it's it's kind of hard you know we have a lot of dishonest christians but at this rate in the world we can't and nehemiah is very practical here about it verse 13 goes on to read then i shook out the fold of my garment and said so may god shake each is may god shake out each man from his house and from his property who does not perform this promise even thus may he be shaken out and emptied and all the assembly said amen and praised the lord then the people did according to his to this promise if today this was actually said in the church and at the pulpit the congregation would actually agree and say amen it actually takes one bad seed just one bad seed to spoil a whole bag of grain just one that's what it takes so if one person is being dishonest and doing funny things you know it's going to spoil the whole the whole lot so it will be well to actually mark out the bad seeds this ends up spoiling the entire batch and the cause of christ so this is what nehemiah is doing he's pronouncing a curse upon them um so he shook out his garment and said that's how god will shake them out if they don't make good verse 14 goes on to read moreover from the time that i was appointed to be their governor in the land of judah from the 20th year until the 32nd year of king artaxerxes 12 years neither i nor my brothers ate the governor's provisions so we see something in the personal life of nehemiah here he had a right to actually draw a salary but he didn't and then there were others who actually you know taking advantage of the people verse 15 goes on to read but the former governors who were before me laid burdens on the people and took from them bread and wine besides 40 shekels of silver yes even their servants bore rule over the people but i did not do so because of the fear of god verse 16 indeed i also continued the work on this wall and we did not buy any land all my servants were gathered here for the work so he wasn't taking something on the side nor was he drawing a salary he was a man of integrity he was wow he he is an amazing person verse 17 goes on to read and at my table were 150 jews and rulers besides those who came to us from the nations around us verse 18 now that which was prepared daily was an ox and six choice sheep also fowl were prepared for me and once every 10 days and a abundance of all kinds of wine yet in spite of this i did not demand the governor's provisions because the bondage was heavy on this people <clears throat> so um you know he only took his expenses that's it you know what he actually just spent <clears throat> 
And verse 19 goes on to read, Remember me, my God, for good according to all that I have done for his people. So Nehemiah didn't go into business or get paid for it or seek to earn a profit from it, but the people will forget him, you know, despite all his good deeds. But he asked God to remember him, and that's what's important. God doesn't remember our sins, but he will always remember our good work. Our God remembers. Amen. This is our teaching for today. Amazing teaching. Um, thank you all for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant Thursday. Bye-bye. Thank you.